0: The cultivation of the pleasures of the senses was ever my principal aim in life. Knowing that I was personally calculated to please the fair sex, I always strove to make myself agreeable to it. Casanova. Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Balus. And this week, we are talking about the ideal lover. There are two types of ideal lovers that Robert Greene describes. He describes the romantic ideal and the beauty ideal. First up, we're going to talk about the romantic ideal and how you can recognize this type of ideal lover seducer. So let's get straight into it. Romantic ideal. So the romantic ideal is the type of ideal lover who provides you with everything you've ever wanted. They are the ultimate fantasy figure. They provide you with excitement if your life is rather dull. They provide you with your your dreams really like something out of a romance novel or a romantic movie like I hate to call them this but like a chick flick um now the ideal lover could be a man or a woman Um, but that was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, But don't feel like you're limited and you can't be the ideal lover if you don't identify as male, because this is such a really special seducer type for the reason that it's really versatile. And it gives you this ability to seduce any type of person, because let's be real, I don't feel like there's anybody in this world who is completely happy with their life. We're always striving for more. We always want something else. Um, Oftentimes, even after we've reached a goal, we are thinking about the next thing that we want to achieve. And I feel like with social media being such a big part of most of our lives, It makes it even easier to seduce in this way because we're constantly looking at these people who might have more money than us. They might have uh, the kind of lifestyle that we want. And if you can provide something for someone that makes them feel like they're closer to being in that world, if you can create that, that fantasy world for them, then you have this amazing leeway and power over them because you kind of become their escape. And most people are looking for an escape because most people are not completely happy with themselves or their life. They're always thinking about what if I could have done this differently? What if this part of my life was changed? What would that look like? And we're always looking for that next adventure and excitement or just more downtime to relax. So, if you can study a person and figure out what it is that they're missing in their life, then you're in there. <laughs> okay, um, so first thing the romantic ideal always studies their target. That is a common theme for all seducers. You can't really seduce. Consciously and the most effectively. If you don't study your target, you have to know exactly what they want out of life. You have to know their their fears, and um, people will reveal these things to you without even realizing it. You know, people tend to overshare, uh, especially on social media these days. It's really easy to analyze somebody and figure out where they are in life, where their head is. And then come up with a plan to seduce them if you want to. Um, And I know firsthand, (laughs) I know firsthand about oversharing. I've done that plenty of times. I am thankful to have finally learned my lesson um, because, ooh, it's just it's not good. Um, So a way that you could protect yourself from this type of seducer would be to remain mysterious and don't reveal too much about yourself Um, and that can be a little bit challenging at times when we're getting to know somebody and uh, we are getting a little bit more serious with them but definitely reveal things a little bit at a time and we talked about this last episode don't reveal any of your insecurities as far as they know you think you are the baddest motherfucker walking the face of the earth and you should feel that way about yourself And if you can't feel that way just yet, then fucking pretend. You know, as a seducer, you really become an actor. Um, And it's really a fun and special experience that really teaches you to appreciate more about yourself, to appreciate more about life and the pleasures in life and it's it's really just so fun and beautiful and rewarding and i'm so excited for all of us to learn more about the art of seduction so that we can really have these enriching uh life experiences so protect yourself by remaining mysterious don't overshare with your potential uh partner target whatever the connection may be uh, really don 't overshare with anybody uh just work through shit you know um, they don 't need to know that you 've always wanted this, but you never got it if you 're not gonna be like serious with them or honestly you could like you could throw them off by just saying random shit you know you could talk about things that you desire and things that you want but be very strategic about it um make it something that's not like not the ultimate fantasy and dream of yours because you don't want to give them too much power and too much knowledge about what you feel like you're lacking unless that's your goal unless your goal is to get money from this person get these experiences like vacations or whatever the case may be if that's what you're trying to do and that's all you want from the person by all means tell them that that's your fantasy if you pick up on the fact that they are the ideal lover uh archetype so yeah with everything you do just be very strategic really think things through, be logical, do not be overly emotional, putting too many emotions into the game of seduction just takes all the fun out of it, and it just doesn't work, okay? Um, So they study their target, and they go along with their target's moods. So they pay attention to uh, their target's moods, Um, like say a person watches a certain movie or they see a certain thing when you're out and about and it really draws their attention, you would put that in the back of your mind and you would remember that. Okay, they really liked that type of date that we went on. They really liked that type of animal or jewelry or whatever it was that really captured their attention. Um, Pay attention to their moods and their behaviors and go along with it be very agreeable like was mentioned in the quote of the week at the beginning of this episode so definitely go along with their moods um don't really go against their moods or disagree with them too much you want to have your own mind but um they don't need to know that you're extremely passionate about this thing that they don't agree with. You want to be their their symbol of perfection. You want them to be like, where has this person been my entire life? They are me. And they are the best parts of me. And we'll talk more about that type of ideal lover in a second. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because I get really... I get really excited. I love talking about seduction. I love talking about, uh, dark psychology and, um, helping people to understand these, um, these connections that we might have with certain people so that we aren't taken over or overpowered by anybody because, In our reality, in our world, we should be the main character. We should be the one in control and the most powerful, and nobody should ever be able to have power over us. I just don't believe in that. I believe that in my reality, I'm God, and that's just it, you know, and and there's no further explanation needed. But you study your target, you go along with her moods. And you find out what's missing in their life. Now, people will reveal what's missing in their life through very subtle ways. So you really have to be observant. You really have to pay attention, okay? Um, People will show you or tell you what's missing in their life with their body language, their facial expression, the tone of their voice, Um, how is their posture, do they walk with their Head held high, or is their head hanging low? Um, are they always looking bored or depressed? Pay attention to all these subtle signs that could lead you to finding out what they're missing in their life. And oftentimes, people will just bring it up in casual conversation. It's become so normalized in our society to complain about what we don't have and to talk about our goals and to constantly be on go and motivated and i want this out of life and i want that out of life and telling people what we're manifesting and it's really easy uh to figure out what someone's missing in their life when they do that so pay attention to all those conversations um, that you have with your target and then provide whatever they're missing in their life so if you know that this person is a workaholic. They're always working. They're always bogged down with responsibilities. And what they're missing in their life is excitement. They're missing adventure. You would become that adventure for them. You would be their escape. You know, you want this person to be looking forward to spending time with you. You want to be their, you want to become the most exciting part of their life (laughs) um and it's really it's really that simple this isn't a really difficult way of seducing and i feel like it's the most effective of all the seducer types because it is so versatile and really all it takes is for you to be observant and a good listener and able to adapt um to different types of people and what they, what they want. We even touched on that. The rake has a little bit of that ideal lover um, aspect to them. We talked about Marcus from Boomerang, played by Eddie Murphy, and again, I think that would be an excellent example. He was able to um, adapt and be whoever his target needed him to be um so yeah we talked about staying mysterious to keep yourself safe we talked about body language so to sum it up the romantic ideal pretty much just becomes this ultimate fantasy figure and gives you what you're missing in life um so now you know how to protect yourself. Now you know how to recognize this type of seducer. And we touched on how you can seduce in this way as well. Um, I feel like more of the romantic ideal, that's like more of the masculine side to it. I feel like there probably would be some women who would be the romantic ideal, but I feel like that's, that's mostly a, um, a masculine thing so a feminine example would be like Beyonce she's always talking about upgrading someone and like buying them uh, nice things to show her appreciation for her partner and things like that but mostly I do feel like this would be more of a masculine version of the ideal lover next we're going to talk about the beauty ideal and I feel like this one Could be male or female or masculine or feminine, but it's mostly feminine. So let's get into that. The beauty ideal. Now, what's so special and so interesting about the beauty ideal is that the beauty ideal is not just about the physical. Robert Greene says that if you appeal only to a person's physical self, they will begin to resent you um, in the way that they, if they're able to be seduced easily, most likely resent themselves. But if you can help them to realize a higher and more perfect version of themselves and make them better, um, appeal to a higher standard of beauty, one that goes beyond the physical, one that is mental and spiritual and elevated, then you have this limitless power over your target. So the beauty ideal is very cultured. They appreciate the finer things in life they would be very in touch with or appear to be in touch with the higher self, their God self. They are very majestic. They seem like they are are high value. That's the word I was searching for. They are high value. They can be high maintenance, but not in a way that is like annoying or snotty in a way that comes off as really natural like they were just born into this um, royal family or something Um, and it doesn't matter where you've come from it doesn't matter what your past was like it doesn't matter if you grew up in poverty or what your parents did all that matters is this attitude that you have. This is the type of ideal lover and the type of beauty that radiates from the inside out. It's this energy that you have about you that makes you seductive and intriguing to a person. Because, let's be honest, most people are mediocre. Most people are lazy and don't put in the effort to learn and grow and develop to their highest potential. And so when we, re- when we meet that rare person who is so effortlessly talented and cultured and intelligent and just amazing in a lot of different ways we become really attracted to those kinds of people because it is so rare to find someone who is elevated, someone who can really think and allows us the space to grow by providing that motivation that maybe we've been lacking. They make us want to be a better version of ourselves Now, I would say with the beauty ideal, this type of ideal lover is not going to appeal to everyone. That's why it's important to study your target and to know what they're missing in their life and what they are able to appreciate. What is their mental capacity? Um, Will they become jealous, envious of your Um, your essence of this inner beauty and these gifts that you have, will they become intimidated or will they appreciate you and want to become an even better version of themselves right along with you? So it's important to know that about your target before you take on this style of seduction. So we talked a little bit about how the beauty ideal has many skills and talents. Now, you don't have to master anything by any means. You can dabble in a lot of different things so that if you come across somebody who says, oh, I have an interest in this, you can say, oh, I know a little bit about that. And you can know enough to have a conversation about it that is intelligent, but Keep in mind, we are very privileged to be ideal lovers in this day and age because we have the beautiful gift of Google. We can Google anything and get the answer, and if we don't know right then, we can Google it and we can talk about it the next time. You don't have to know everything to be the beauty ideal. A lot of the time, people will be impressed by you if you don't know something, but you are intrigued enough to go look up the answer because it shows them that you are always striving to be a better version of yourself and to to know more and to be more but it also shows them that you find them interesting that you listen to them you paid attention to what they were saying and that's going to mean a lot to them because When someone has an interest that they're really passionate about, it becomes a part of their identity. So by you being interested in what they're interested in and wanting to know more, what that tells them is that you want to know more about them. You want to be a part of their life and that is very flattering to people. Uh, So don't feel like you have to know all the answers or that you have to master anything. People are so easily impressed that it's ridiculous. Um, If you know a few artists, if you know uh, a little bit of a language just enough to get by, that's enough. You know, if you read books and you talk about books, that's enough to impress people. People don't really care whether you've mastered anything. Um, (laughs) Just kind of have your toes dipped in a little bit of everything and that's enough to impress the average person, okay? So we talked about appealing to a higher standard of beauty. Um, what might that look like? That would look like, oh, um, I was reading this book and this passage made me think of you and really just painting this image of them um, and essentially making them your muse, um, showing them that you find them intriguing and that you see their best qualities, the parts of them that are amazing. Um, This would especially work on men. That's why I said that this is more of the feminine uh, side to the ideal lover, because men love to be complimented on how strong they are and how safe you feel in their presence and just, you know, stroking their egos and making them feel masculine and empowered. Uh, But really, you're the one in control. You're controlling the dynamic of the relationship. But, you know, going to museums and um, the opera and going to, you know, like ballet and just a lot of different things um, that are like this, uh, (laughs) this ideal, (laughs) essentially, you know, what people see is like, wow, you know, that's impressive. Um, If you've read classic literature, that's something that you could use to your advantage but it really just depends on what your person likes and then taking that to the next level and helping them to expand their horizons is really going to make them impressed by you if that's the type of person they are if they're so mediocre that they would become intimidated by you probably not the best route to go but if you feel like they would be able to appreciate someone who's uh, more classy and distinguished, then definitely this would be an amazing, uh, an amazing strategy to use to seduce your target. You have to make your target feel elevated, lofty, Deep and spiritual. You have to make them feel wise. And if you can bring out that part of themselves that is connected with their higher self, with their God self, then you have such amazing power and control over them because um, they will just, they will love that somebody is appreciating these good qualities that they possess, you know, oftentimes we've been beaten down by people and society, uh, for some of us, our own family, our own parents have told us what a disappointment they thought we were, um, and so to finally be appreciated for someone to value us and to share the same values that we have means the world, um, So I would say that this would probably be most effective with people who haven't been appreciated very much in their life. If you notice that their friends and their family kind of make fun of their interests, you need to be complimenting them and um, making them feel important even more so, so that you become their escape from all of that and you become the person that they look forward to being around because you ignite something within them and essentially you become their reason for living that sounds pretty uh pretty sadistic and dark but I mean we are talking about dark psychology and seduction has been compared to warfare by Robert Greene so It is what it is. Again, this is not about morals. This is about having fun, seducing, and getting what you want from your target. And, you know, you kind of have to have this mindset like Casanova. um, In the beginning, the quote of the week, he felt that he was doing a good thing. He felt that he was bringing out the best in his target and he was making them feel better about themselves even if it was for a short time he would always have that impact on them and improve their uh their self-esteem their self-worth um and so you kind of just have to have that attitude about it if your target isn't happy and you provide that happiness did you really do a terrible thing you know, <laughs> maybe not, right? So it's it's really just about changing your perspective. This is not going to be for everybody. I don't expect everybody to, um, to do all of these things that Robert Greene says to do if you want to seduce someone. But I, again, feel like everybody should read The Art of Seduction. Everybody should study this because even if you don't want to do these things yourself... You'll know when somebody is using these tactics on you and you'll be able to protect yourself and move accordingly. So next we're going to talk about symbolism. What is the symbol for the ideal lover? The ideal lover is the portrait painter. They're able to create this, this fantasy world come to life right before you. And it's a really magical experience. They're able to shape the way you see not only them, but mostly focusing on the target. They are able to shape how the target sees themselves and um, help them to see themselves in a more positive light. They Um, Even if it is temporary, they help their target to become more confident. They are able to improve their target's self-esteem and way of life and create these um, greater expectations that their target would have from that point on. Because once you've experienced this level of high fantasy and everything you've ever wanted, all your dreams come to life, you can't really go backwards from that. You can't really see the world in the same way that you did before you met the ideal lover. So this is a really powerful and one of my favorite um, strategies for seduction because you have a lasting impact on your person in a way that you probably wouldn't even be able to imagine. Like, you change their entire outlook on life, on themselves, and you bend their reality and make it and shape it into everything they've ever dreamed of, and how do you ever go back from that? And there's a story in The Art of Seduction about Casanova, and how one of the women that he seduced tried to stay away from him, but she couldn't. She just kept coming back because he provided something for her that nobody had ever provided for her before, and he became an addiction for her. So, definitely keep in mind everything that I said about protecting yourself, not revealing too much, not being too open about what's missing in your life or what your fantasies are. Try to appear mysterious yet well-rounded so that they can't quite figure out um, what's missing and therefore can't seduce you in that way unless you want them to and you're kind of pretending to be unaware of their goals in order for you to get what you want out of their, um, out of them, essentially. So, um, is there anything else I wanted to say? Try to think. (laughs) I feel like this episode's a little bit shorter, um, probably because, I've read this chapter so many times that it was like easier for me to talk about because it just kind of rolled off the tongue a lot easier for me Uh, because, again, this is probably my favorite seducer type just because I feel like this is the seducer that can seduce anybody because pretty much everybody's got something that they want in life that nobody else has been able to provide for them. And so once you figure that out, it's pretty simple. Um, I would say this is a strategy that, um, is most effective no matter, no matter what your age is, what your gender identity is, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if your target is male or female, this works on everybody. Um, Yeah, I think that was all I had to say about (laughs) the symbolism because it's pretty straightforward. That's another reason this episode's not as long or at least I don't suspect that it is. I haven't seen the full length yet, obviously, because I'm still recording. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty um, self-explanatory, but it is a lot more challenging once you uh, start this type of seduction because you just have to be observant without seeming like you're trying too hard you don't want them to know that you're seducing them you want it to seem natural so you don't want to seem like you're overdoing it and that can be the most challenging for some of us but I look forward to hearing you guys' stories. Uh, go out there and be the ideal lover for a week and let me know what happened. What were the results? Were you able to seduce anybody? Let me know everything in our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. I love hearing your stories and having these discussions with you all. It really w- makes my day. <laughs> I was going to say it warms my heart, but then that sounded too like sentimental and I'm just not in a sentimental mood today. (laughs) So it just really makes my day. I love hearing you guys' stories. So keep sharing in the group. And yeah, let's talk about next week and give you guys a little preview of what's to come. Really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something. I look forward to having these discussions with you guys in the group. If you liked this episode, subscribe. Stay tuned because next week we're going to talk about the dandy and why androgyny is so seductive for a lot of us Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing day, night, week. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.